Hey, welcome back. This is Robert Fleming, one of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. I'm sitting here with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, one of the other partners, and you are listening to us talk about elder law issues, our weekly podcast. Elizabeth, this week I thought um, I wanted to talk a little bit about professionals, about hiring professionals when you are managing the affairs of someone else. We've just gone through tax season, and it made me think about um, all of the guardians and conservators and people acting under a power of attorney that we see on a regular basis who are always trying to save a couple of bucks and do their mom's taxes using online tax preparation or uh, going to a, a storefront with a guy standing out in front twirling a sign. Uh, in order to make sure they don't spend too much money on on filing the taxes. I sometimes think that's short-sighted. Well, Robert, here's what I will tell you. When we work with people who are in a fiduciary role, meaning somebody might be acting as an agent under a financial power of attorney or personal representative of an estate or trustee, regardless of whether or not you were serving somebody who is alive or you were managing and serving the estate of somebody who's died, it is imperative to have professional support around you. So that's not just legal advice, and it might only be a couple of consultations, Robert. It doesn't mean that we have to have some ongoing long conversation with you, but having some legal consultation having someone who really understands taxes specifically, fiduciary income tax rules, and making sure that you, if you are managing somebody's affairs who is alive, making sure that you've got some independent case management support. These are things that are not ridiculously expensive, but can be a game changer, not only in the long term saving you and the estate money, but also reducing headaches down the road, exposure with stupid mistakes. And, you know, if you think about it, you don't want to close an estate and then get a letter from the IRS or the Arizona Department of Revenue three years later. What a headache. You know, I I think we need to be very clear, Elizabeth, that we are not shilling for business here. We are not the people, the experts, that you should hire to do the taxes or to do the case management. Though we know a thing or two about taxes and case management, when we are acting as fiduciary, we hire experts to prepare taxes and to oversee the case management. We have staff that do case management, but in any difficult case, any question of of, uh, medical decisions or social services, we are quick to bring in outside experts. So we're not telling you that you need to hire us for all of this expertise. We're telling you, don't be cheap about managing your moms or your dads or your sons or whoever it is, uh, managing their affairs either while they're still alive or after they've died. You want to make sure it gets done right. And this can be complicated. And the fiduciary taxes, for instance, are different from the taxes that most people are accustomed to filing, that they may do just fine with online tax preparation. So, Robert, when we talk a little bit about this and we're talking to our own team at Fleming and Curdy, we have an in-house CPA who's just fantastic. We have a wonderful case management team. We oftentimes, even then, hire out to get some independent advice for Fleming and Curdy. 
So here we are, and we are professionals who regularly work in this area, and our CPA will still often confer with others who are experts in the area of fiduciary income tax when we have questions. And pay them. And pay yes, please, and pay them. They have earned they have earned their keep. You know, Robert, I, I do think though that having these discussions in house, making our staff feel sure and confident that it's okay to reach out for help, for second opinions, for independent advice. This helps us be be better in the fiduciary services that we provide people. So when we're working with somebody, for instance, who may be managing the estate of a parent who is still alive, making healthcare decisions, trying to figure out the right placement, medical procedures, things like that, Simply having an independent case manager provide an opinion or some recommendations can really open up possibilities, just like deciding that maybe you shouldn't go and prepare your mom's tax return and instead hire somebody to do it. It's okay. You're, you're, it's permissible to get independent advice. And I think sometimes people are worried, Robert, that it's going to make them give off the appearance that they don't have all the answers or they may not have the proper expertise to be in their particular fiduciary role. You don't have to be an expert. You need to be able to exercise the discretion, though, to seek out expert advice. You have to know when you need an expert. Added to the list of expertise, we've talked about tax returns and case management, but we also should mention financial management. Uh, maybe your mom or your dad always had their money in municipal bonds and CDs and, and because they didn't want to really go tackle the whole investment idea. Well, maybe it's time now that you actually pay somebody to give you investment advice and, and try to more appropriately uh, modify your, the investment holdings in the, in the account that you're managing from some, for someone else. That's a perfectly legitimate expense in order to uh, to get good advice. You know, it's a pretty rare person, Elizabeth, who ha- has tax expertise and case management expertise and financial planning expertise and legal expertise all in one person. Uh, in fact, I don't think I've met that person yet, and we deal with all of these issues all the time. We might be a little better at it than some people because of our familiarity with it, but those are different skills and they require different levels of expertise. I agree with you, Robert, and one thing I can think about was a meeting I had last week, actually. Fleming and Curdy is guardian, conservator, and trustee in this particular case. So we have all the authority we need to make decisions about this person's taxes and decisions around this person's investments and all of those things. But you know what? I sat down. I had a terrific meeting with an independent attorney and an independent financial advisor. And in that conversation, it was about 90 minutes, we talked about a variety of issues. People shared their opinions. We didn't always agree on each thing, but it was really a productive discussion. And do you know who benefited? The person whose decisions that we're helping make. Well, she does not have capacity to engage in that conversation with us. She was well taken care of. Her interests in that meeting were front and center. And I'm really proud that we sat down and had that discussion as a group. I really needed to have the independent input from the folks that I met with. And and ultimately, I just it's a good learning experience, I think, for us, Robert, as professional fiduciaries, that this is important to do. You can be thrifty, but don't be too cheap when you're managing somebody else's affairs. 
I, I very often say to clients that, you know, your mom or your dad saved their money for a rainy day, and uh, guess what? It's raining now. It's time to bring in the experts in order to make sure that you handle things appropriately. That's for their sake, and it's for your sake. So, Robert, on this point, you know, what are people worried about? Are you worried about your brother saying, oh my gosh, Elizabeth, I can't believe you paid somebody to give you independent advice and who was an expert in that area? Well, I would just, I would respond to that by saying, I'm very happy that I got some input because I really am not an expert in this particular area of the law or these financial investments. You know, I think sometimes people are worried about the worst case scenario with a sibling making an accusation that they may be spending too much money. Well, is your sibling really going to be able to argue that you shouldn't have gotten professional advice? And when this gets before the judge, if it ever does, you can count on the judge saying, no, hiring experts is the appropriate thing to do to make sure it's done right and done well. And done, as you said, Elizabeth, in the interest of the person whose, whose affairs we're managing. So don't be too cheap. Hire experts. Make sure they know what they're talking about. Um, and, and you can second guess them. You can second guess their skills and, and background. That's entirely appropriate. But, uh, but rely on expertise as you're managing the affairs for someone else. That's our key point for today. You've been listening to Elder Law Issues. I'm Robert Fleming, one of the principals in the law firm of Fleming & Curdy PLC, the Tucson, Arizona Elder Law Firm. Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman is also one of the partners in the firm, and, uh, and we like to talk about Elder Law Issues once a week. So we hope you'll join us again next time. Talk to you then.